Welcome to Startup Health Now, the weekly webcast that celebrates the healthcare transformers and changemakers reimagining healthcare. My name is Unity Stokes, and today we have a conversation with Henry Kane, a healthcare transformer in Startup Health and the CEO and president of MedXCom, who's on a mission to transform patient and physician connectivity. Stick around, it's going to be a great show. It is the duty of leaders to lead, of the creative to create, of the daring to do. The free world expects leadership of us. Its fate and our fate depends upon our leadership. We are industrious, inventive, restless, with the fires that burn within us. Well, I say that nothing is easy, and the best things are the hardest. And all our troubles, all our immense difficulties, and in the future, can I say, be solved if we have the will, courage. The future is to those who take those who take All right. Well, it's great to be here with you, Henry. Great to see you, Unity. How, uh, how's Health 2.0 been for you? Uh, it's been great. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Uh, it's been interesting meeting a lot of uh, folks that uh, hadn't had a chance to really connect with um, before I got involved with Startup Health. Um, so a lot of the intros you guys have made have been very beneficial to us. So I appreciate that, too, for everyone oh, and yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So just to frame or sort of kick off the discussion, I thought it'd be helpful to frame what is MedXCom? What's the mission you're on, and, and why is it a big problem today? Sure. At MedXCom, we're answering the call. And what we mean by that in, in many different ways is we are answering the call to build out what we think is the most sophisticated hybrid live operator automated platform that exists for connecting physicians uh, and patients together. Primarily, uh, the system as it stands right now revolves around dealing with what we call night call or medical answering services. Um, what the system does very that's well. That's the way it's been done for years, right? Well, it's been done as a live operator service. Right. Um, Originally, our two founders had uh, formed the company um, as, and they're both physician, practicing physicians, over a frustration over uh, the lack of uh, of technology uh, being used in in the night call arena. I mean, the, the standard of care right now is a live operator service, which has been the same paradigm that's been around for probably 40 years. So you call your doctor in the middle of the night because you have 104 fever and you don't know what to do. Should you go to the emergency room? Should you go see him in the morning? Typical live operator will take your call, take your phone number and, and name, hopefully get those right, and then hopefully be able to connect with the doctor, um, calling the doctor, um, leaving a message in some cases, hopefully getting them, and then at some point, um, hopefully calling you back the patient. Uh, what our system does really well is uh, does all of that in real time. Um, you call into the system, it screens out on important calls, which is important to physicians because the live operator services charge per minute. Um, with our system on the fully automated side, uh, there is no charge per minute. Um, if you use the hybrid system where part of the calls are answered by a live operator, the more important calls and part of them are screened out, such as uh, prescription refills, appointment changes, things like that, um, it can lower the cost substantially. Yeah, so what, what are some of the, the problems today? What, what are you solving exactly for the physician? It sounds like it's, it's faster, cheaper. Um, what are some of the main reasons physicians are, are leveraging this platform? Uh, 
What's interesting is the the original platform, the way it was designed, is much broader than it even what we show today, uh, to what we've come to market with. Um, the, the two physicians that founded the company actually had formed their own EMR company, really the first cloud-based EMR company back in 97, uh, using j- just simple Java. Um, they sold that to one of the big guys in the early 2000s and then decided that they uh, about 2010, after being sued over he said, she said night call, decided, wouldn't it be really cool if we could record all of our night call? And from that has grown out this very elaborate platform that uh, they had many conversations between the two of them of, that would start with, wouldn't it be cool if we? Mm. And they built out, with their own money and with one major investor, this really elaborate platform. Uh, the problem that we had in taking it to market when I, w- when I got brought into uh, the equation was that it wanted to do too many things to, to bind uh, patients and doctors and doctors to doctors in, in, in a, using the newest technology. So you had to focus the product. We did, to bring it to market. Now, we haven't, we've turned off a lot of that stuff in the core product, um, but we still have it behind the scenes. And we've actually got eight uh, patents pending right now, um, which we don't even talk about um, because we know where we think we know. No one really knows. I mean, maybe you do because you're right in the middle of all of this. Uh, but we think we know where uh, the the doctor patient and doctor to doctor communication in a HIPAA compliant, you know, secure manner is going. Um, but the market isn't there yet for it. So where the market is right now, we think, and it's proved out in our in our in our go-to-market strategy. We've got a lot of traction already. We do, yeah. We have about a 1,000 providers on the platform uh, with little to no marketing at all. Uh, we literally just kicked off our marketing campaign, which we're really excited about. Uh, we've had the opportunity to um, bring in certain partners in a very tight... Uh, we also decided to go, instead of going national, we go in a basically marketing in the Northeast, specifically New Jersey first, where we're based, uh, and then going into New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. But um, we partnered with the Medical Society of New Jersey, the New Jersey Osteopathic Society, as well as uh, most of the major med mal carriers, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the major med mal carriers in the state that each in their own way when they saw the platform that we had said, wow, this is a great risk management tool. And that's really my background. My background is 20 years in insurance and risk management. Um, I ran the Northeast. I, I built up two insurance agency and risk management firms, sold them to uh, a, a division of Arthur J. Gallagher and Company, and then was one of the Northeast regional directors and executive vice presidents running healthcare for them. Um, what I then is that, is that how you first got into healthcare? Then yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, my background is um, really working with physicians for twenty years. Um, working with them on the risk management side, um, and, uh, you know, uh, putting together innovative programs for um, anything from hospital systems to large physician groups, and, and working with individual physician practices over the years. And often, I would get the call, um, you know, post loss, you know, Henry, how can I avoid having a claim? And you know, my number one answer was always just be nice to your patients because people don't sue their friends. And a lot of that trans, you know, transcends into this product mm. because what we're able to do now is to link doctors and patients closer together. Instead of when you call in in the middle of the night, instead of telling, okay, the doctor will attempt to call you back. If the doctor wants it, we can connect the patient to the doctor in real time. So fixing that experience from the beginning is a big help. Absolutely. And, you know, as we go to different quality metrics in the way that physicians are compensated and healthcare systems are compensated, 
um, in the future, that quality metric is going to become very important. Um, but we do it in such a way, and you've really got to see the platform right. to really get it, but it was really built to protect the physician for us from a risk management perspective and just from an e you know, a, a usefulness and ease of, of quality of life. For instance, um, in the platform, the physician has all the control, so he can connect in real time. He can decide he doesn't want to connect in real time. He wants to listen to the message and says, you know what, I'm out to dinner right now. Have the system push a button. You have the system call you back in 15 minutes or half an hour, and it'll tell the patient, doctor will get back to you in a timely fashion. Please stand by. The system then calls you back, plays the message that they left, and then calls the patient. Anytime it calls or connects you to a patient or has a recording from the patient, it records every call and stores it for 23 years. That's really what the med mal carriers and the um, and the and why, medical why, side. why 23 years? 23 years goes back to the insurance side and to the statute of limitations. Because we're a national platform, uh, it's 21 years plus two years with two years of discovery. So it's the hypothetically that's how long you so could be sued the, the for an infant what, yeah. what I think is so interesting about the team that you guys have put together is the product was designed originally by by physicians. Mm -hmm. And your background is more on the, the business side. Yeah. Um, so you've been focused on, on the business model. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the things that you've learned uh, from that combination that you think might be beneficial to other entrepreneurs um, building? But it seems like a, a good combination for the solution you guys are building. Yeah, you know, it's, it's great working uh, with the founders. Um, they are very intelligent guys, but like most physicians, they're very busy because they're full-time practicing physicians. And they realized that they're also not really marketers. I mean, they had some experience in marketing their EMR system back in the late 90s and early 2000s, but they had actually at the time brought in a management team at that point to, to take it to market. Um, they knew and they developed this with over $2 million of their own money. So it wasn't some, you know, over about two and a half years developing out the platform. And it is a rather elaborate platform, as we discussed before. Um, but they realized that they didn't have the time and the knowledge to bring it to market. Um, I, I think, and also what I've been able to show them is that the you've got to put out a, a product right now that the market not only um, needs but wants. Mm -hmm. And well, a lot of the stuff that we have in the back end that we know that the product is going to morph into in the future, it's just too sophisticated right now. People won't actually use it. And we learn a lot from those beta testers that we had. So it was great. We went out and about half of our current um, users uh, are freebies, basically our early, early so adopter. So freemium model? Uh, no, just basically early adopter okay. uh, beta testers that we didn't charge for to get their feedback. We got a lot of feedback over two years developing it from them. The other half is and ones that, How important is that to, to get those early users oh, just... We think it's critical. It. I mean, you can build something out and, um, and believe in your heart of hearts, this is what the market needs. But you know what? If in the end, you know, the market doesn't, isn't ready for it, it's, it's not going to grow, and you're not going to be able to drive the type of organic growth that you need today in order to capture the market share that, that from a business perspective, makes sense and would be uh, attractive to other users coming into it. Um, so, you know, what we did was we, we narrowed the focus of it. Um, we also um, put together these channel partnerships, um, trusted sources, if you will, from 
the med mal carriers in the state to their to their trade associations in the state. Um, we've also engaged uh, a lot of my uh, friendly competitors in the past, other insurance agents, lawyers, accountants in the in the state, and now in the tri-state area as we build it out. And I've got relationships with folks all over the country um, as we scale this thing out because I've been in you know working with physicians You've been and in the industry groups, for a long time for, for many years, especially with the med mal carriers who are very interested in the product because they realize that um, one of the key features is it records every phone call. So there's never a chance for a he said, she said uh, type of malpractice suit to happen in the future because you can go back to the actual conversation. It also protects the caller ID. So instead of, you know, a live operator so service. privacy. Yeah, there's, well, it, privacy is a whole nother thing with HIPAA compliance. Right. Um, we've got some of the best guys that work actually, subcontractors that work for the NSA that actually do of our, all of our security because we, we took that very seriously. But... <clears throat> But protecting the doctor's privacy was really important to us. So any calls, when you call out of the system, it blocks the caller ID, shows the office's caller ID, records the calls, ports them to your cell phone. All of it's driven by your cell phone, both Android and, and iPhone apps. And, uh, you know, it, it's So it's is, really is cool. your customer the physician or these med uh, malpractice organizations? Who, who do you consider... Sure. The customer to be obviously the yeah, physicians are using it. Yeah. Consumers are using it, yeah. um, and you're connecting them. Um, but who's the real the customer here? Uh, the customer is definitely the the physician. Um, ultimately, we believe that the customer could be the patient as well, mm -hmm. and that's some of the direction. Without giving away too much of the secret sauce, of of we actually have two apps. We have a, a physician app and a, and a and a patient app. The patient app is only give, is given out by the physician, <clears throat> um, so he has the ability to control that. Um, but I think that's a really critical point because we've talked about how physicians design this product. We've talked about how right. you've integrated uh, a smart business model early on into this platform. But it's it's critical to have the the consumer, the patient, as a key cornerstone to this. It is because ultimately. In the new payer mix, the patient will have um, much more control than he had in the past. You know, I just got out of a session downstairs at Health 2.0, and we're talking about how the different um, payer, you know, the payer mix is changing. And, and in the past, we in this country have had this mindset that we pay for insurance so we don't have to pay for health care. Right. And now with the payer, with, with the, the models that are coming out from the payers, big deductibles, big copays, people are going to start shopping around. And also patient, patient satisfaction is going to be, has become, and, and will continue to grow in the payer mix, in the reimbursement mix, I should say. Um, so those metrics are going to be very important. We've also designed the system, um, you know, basically for meaningful use two and meaningful use three criteria to meet some of those, specifically the ability to connect with your patients um, electronically. So, uh, yeah, without getting too much into the weeds sure. on that, we could talk for another half an hour about that. So what are um, some of the lessons learned, I guess? Um, you're, you're in an interesting situation. You're running a startup where there are two co-founders. Um, what's that like? And uh, maybe some wisdom to share sure. with other sure. uh, entrepreneurs. Because we're, we're seeing a trend now um, of 
all these doctrapreneurs coming in to reimagine, bring their inventions, bring their ideas into healthcare. And I think it's a really powerful trend. But as you mentioned, a lot of uh, these physicians may still be practicing. They're busy doing other things, so they need to partner up with, with other uh, business leaders, et cetera. Um, what have you learned? Maybe share some lessons or words Absolutely. of wisdom that might help other startups getting going. Sure. I mean, first of all, there's got to be the right fit. Um, you know, for me, I don't like to work with people that I don't really like. So for me, meeting these guys and seeing the passion that they had and knowing that they were serial entrepreneurs and that they were very serious about this company, not only was it a very big um, uh, monetary investment themselves, but a personal commitment. And they, they still have skin in the game. They have very much skin in the game and, and, and years of developing this product. I mean, it was started in 2011. And it's really only going to market now. I mean, it's been out for about a year and a half in beta testing, um, but you know, we're really only taking doing the marketing push now. So there's got to be that right fit. And you know, for those entrepreneur physicians out there, it it, it takes time to find the right person to work with. Um, you know, we just got lucky. I got introduced to these folks by one of my ex partners, one of my old partners who. Um, actually, one of the physicians was a client of theirs, and they kept telling me, um, Henry, you got to meet these guys. you got to see this product. And, you know, I'm so busy doing 800 other things that I didn't even really engage with them until probably a year after I, I was first told about the product. Um, I started looking at it when I knew that I wanted to become more entrepreneurial. I had sold my, uh, my second insurance agency to this big conglomerate. I enjoyed working with them, um, but, you know, after a while... Some guys like me are very entrepreneurial. You know, working for a 20,000-person corporation is a lot different than sure. leading a, <clears throat> a team of 15 or 25 or 50 or 100 people. Which, and, which do you like more? Uh, <laughs> no question. And, and you know what? Most of my friends are all corporate guys. I, I, I work in, in a commuter town outside of uh, New York City. And God bless them, they love it. But you know, I like getting down, in the, down and dirty in the weeds, and, and, and I just enjoy this, the excitement of it. And, um, you know, finding that right mix, I think, has been our secret sauce. And, um, and it's tough. You know, um, you can – I meet through Startup Health and through some of these other programs. You meet a lot of extremely intelligent um, physician entrepreneurs. But, and you can make the best product in the world. But if you can't get it out to market, it's, you know, it's just a waste of capital and a waste of, of – of, you know, psychological capital as well, emotional capital as well. So, um, you know, time will tell and see how successful we are. We think we've put together not only a current group of uh, very interested parties, but as we go national, I'm having meetings here and, and all over the country with um, organizations that are, are geographically diverse. Um, and, you know, pretty much without exception, when people see a demo of the platform and how flexible it is that you can go from everything, if you're the physician, you can have your calls answered by a live operator all the way to an automated uh, attendant and anywhere in between. Mm. And the nice thing is that the way we built this platform, the live operator calls are about the same cost as what your live operator service is now, all the way down to about a third the cost of what you're paying. So, um, and what we're starting to see now is that even folks that go in with a fully live operator system, um, after a couple months, some of their partners might be on the automated system and they say, hey, that's pretty cool. Can I see how you did that? How did you replay that call so quickly on your phone? How did, you know, I didn't realize that I can actually on my phone, and we're the only system that does this, which we're really proud of, um, 
the call between the patient and the live operator actually shows up on your smartphone. So instead of you, the doctor, relying on the conversation or the interpretation of the conversation for the live operator, you still get that in that you speak to the live operator, but then you say, you know, something didn't sound right. Let me just replay that conversation before I call the patient back. Sure. So they'll hit a button on their smartphone. They'll hear the whole conversation between the live operator and the patient. And so it's part like, of the workflow, actually. It's part of the delivery of, of care and really yeah. being, a, yeah, it's very and You don't have to do it on every call. Sure. But if something doesn't but sound right or you want more, yeah. more of a deep dive. And all those calls for risk purposes are stored as well. So as you crack the code on this, what, what are the, as you dream out and, and accomplish your, your missions as a company, what does that do? How, do? how do people benefit? How do physicians benefit? What does the world look like um, in, in the future? We hope that we can become really the paradigm for handling right now in, in, in the next year, handling those night calls that come through. And does this go global or is this the type well, you know, of thing it's that only works we've, in certain we've, markets? We've looked at that and believe it or not, you know, the logical steps are to go to Europe next or to go to Australia and go into Canada. Um, in talking to folks that I've met through Startup Health, um, because Startup Health is, you know, worldwide with some of the carrier, some of the companies that are in there, I've found that um, you don't call your doctor in the middle of the night if you're in Europe because <laughs> they're not going to pick up the phone. Okay. Um, you're going to go to the emergency room, which is not a good solution because that's obviously very costly, and that's a whole other discussion. Um, really what we see um, for that segment of the platform is moving off into other verticals. Um, we believe that uh, dentistry, um, and we do have some dentists at Betas Testers are working not only with physicians, but working with dentists and starting with chiropractors. Mm. Um, we're also, believe it or not, looking into funeral homes um, mm. because funeral homes, you still want to have that immediate connection. The recording's not as important from a risk perspective, but the interaction between the funeral the home director, the connection, and, and the grieving party. And that's is really important. what this is about is, and is veterinarians, things connect like that. Connecting caregivers and, and consumers patients in a more meaningful way, I think, is, is really the, the end game here. Yeah, and doing it, and, and really for us, um, protecting the doctor and protecting the doctor from a risk perspective, protecting the doctor's privacy and his ability to, um, you know, have some uh, alone time, if you will. Um, for instance, we built into the platform, we found that some doctors like to get their calls as a text. So we do a voice-to-text transcription instead of connecting them in live time. So it's customized for them. Yeah, it's very customized. So you can get your calls through the live operator. You can get your calls through the automated process. You can get your calls texted to you, like almost like a Google Voice type of thing, but in a HIPAA-compliant fashion. What we found in, in building out that ability to text, there's a lot of services out there that are now um, basically just HIPAA-compliant texting services. Well, on our service, you get that for free. Mm. So what we expected to see, and we this is, gets back to the learning from your clients, what we expected to see was a lot of texting between the patient app and the doctor, uh, or the patient and the doctor. And we do see some of that, but what we found was that the doctor-to-doctor -doctor within the practice, especially surgical practices or, or cardiology practices where they're rounding on each other's patients, tremendous volumes in the secure texting. Whereas in the past, and this is what the med mal carriers, another component they liked about it, in the past, doctors would be texting each other about patients. Mm -hmm. And we all know that's a HIPAA violation. If you have any type of association with the name of a patient and any type of protected health information, um, now they can text all they want all day long, and it's part of the platform, and right. it's free. And they can send pictures, 
Um, they can request um, acknowledgments of it. Um, it's, it's exciting. So where, where can people learn more about MedExcom, learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Right on our website. It's um, medex.com, M-E-D-X dot C-O-M. Um, and that has everything about our company. Um, it's got a um, how our product works video um, and basically all the verticals that we're in and pricing um, as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here at Health2O with you and also great to have you in the Startup Health family. And Unity, I couldn't ask you for anything more than um, all that you guys have given us already. At Startup Health, it's a great organization. We've grown so much from it and we really appreciate all the help. Thank you so much. Great. Appreciate it. Talk soon.